How y'all doing today? It's Twan with Twan Talks again. Uh, hope y'all had a nice weekend. Uh, mine wasn't too bad. Chill with my friends. It was his birthday. Just kicked it a little bit, you know. Dave and Buster's. Uh, yeah, a little busy. Small stuff like that. But, uh, anywho. Welcome again. Just like always, you know. I appreciate you guys for listening and staying tuned and keeping up with me throughout the weeks I've been doing it so far. And I hope that y'all continue to stay with me. Um, I was writing my story last week and I got to a point to where it's further in the story than where I was at at first. But I ended up running into another roadblock, which was simply a name. But it seemed like it wasn't that much. I was about to just give the person some any kind of name. But then I realized, like, you know, I can't do that. This is my story. I need to actually put thought into this. So I had to put thought into it. I have come up with a name for the guy. And by me coming up with an appropriate name, I have tied him into another family that I've created for later chapters in the book. And... Like I said, since I made sure that his name wasn't something random, I was able to put it to where he'll almost be in competition with another family based off of just his name. Um, I did finish my first chapter finally after I don't know how many years of trying to write something. I finally got an introduction in the first chapter that I really do like and I'm just going to ride the momentum from that through the rest of the book. Because when I finished that chapter, I was just like, I finally did it. Like, There's finally a chapter done. I could say I got a chapter written. It's right here. I just need to type it up, if anything. But I got it, though. So, uh, like I was saying again, uh, after the night, next week I'm going to do another podcast that's going to be off the topic of my book and more so topic of like video games or maybe something else. I'm not sure yet, but more than likely it's going to be another podcast about video games like tonight will be. Um, I didn't forget that I said I was going to give you five characters and five characters that I'm going to give you are characters that I have yet to create. So I literally have to do this story in order to give you guys what I told you I was going to give you. So by again doing this and telling you guys that in X amount of weeks I was going to have characters for you. Y'all going to be waiting for that. And if I don't deliver then y'all see that the procrastinating twine has reappeared. But I'm not going for that though. Considering by the time I do release those characters it will be the new year if I'm not mistaken. And like I said, New Year means I need to be grinding hard. I need to quit playing and quit going out so much. So with that being the case, the New Year will start off real nice with five new characters. And I'll probably be at least, I want to say chapter four, maybe three, maybe four pushing it. Like I said, my chapters have so much dialogue and detail in them. That they take a lot of energy out of me. Like, uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot, to say the least. Now, like I said, tonight going to be about video games. And um, 
for those who didn't hear my other podcast, I'm speaking about video games tonight and next week because, again, I need to get further into my stories so I can give you more information about it. That way I'm not talking in circles. Uh, I say I've played video games for as long as I can remember. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Atari. I probably didn't own Atari, but I've played the Atari game system, like arcade system or something. Obviously, uh, Game Boys, Nintendo 64 era was me. I had a Super Nintendo, but that's 64. That was where it all began for real, for real. Like, yeah, I was playing games on the Super Nintendo and Sega and all that, but I wasn't really into the games until the 64. Now, when in the past, I'd say I've considered myself a pro gamer. I probably not was. I probably wasn't considered that by today's terms, because today's terms, a pro gamer is somebody who doing tournaments, going to competitions, winning championships, and money. Like it's a real esports out there, where if you're good enough in a video game, you can make money off of it. They do mobile games, fighting games, shooters. It's just it's a whole nother league in itself. Um, I was considering myself a pro gamer back in the day, though, because I was saying, like, if somebody needed help with something or they were stuck on a board, they'd call me. They'd be like, hey, look, I'm stuck. I need you to help me. I might never played the game before. Probably don't even know the buttons, but give me, like, 10, 15 minutes. I bet you I'll figure it out. Uh, one of my favorite stories I like to tell about that is that uh, one time my uncle was going to the store and he asked me to be the part of the uh, game of God of War for him on PlayStation 2. And it's a lot of puzzles in that game. So I believe it probably was like my second time playing it. So I kind of already knew what I was doing, but I didn't play it all the way through the first time. So the point he was at was a little bit further than what I had already achieved. So it was kind of new to me. But as he went to the store, I began to play it. I figured out the puzzle. And then, like, I don't know. I want to say, like, an hour later, maybe 45 minutes later, he came back. And I was so far into the game that, like, I tried to explain to him everything I had did while he was at the store. And he just was like, you know what, I'm going to just, just don't save it there. Save it on another one. That way I can go back to where you left me at and I can play from there so I won't be so lost. Because I can't understand everything you just told me that. You did story-wise, like, and that used to be nice to me, feeling like a little job, like, oh, shit, somebody's stuck. Guess I need to head that way and figure out what they need to do to get past this part of their board, like, uh, I used to get video games and then beat them, like, same day, not even 24 hours. Now, obviously, that doesn't include, like, getting all the items or completing 100% accomplished on the missions or side quests or whatever you want to call it, a little extras. Uh, but I'd at least a minimum have the main story and a handful of sides of the story that were kind of relevant, but maybe not fully relevant to the main story. But 
I'll let it be done within like my first game and first day of having that game. And it used to get so bad that I used to get a game, beat it. Next day, walk all the way down to like Hollywood video and then trade it in. But that was called a uh, game rush at the time. So Hollywood video had their own fake blockbuster inside. That was like game rush was what they called it. It wasn't a fake blockbuster. Hollywood was like blockbuster. But Hollywood had a game department called Game Rush. There we go. And when I stayed in College Hill, it used to be one probably like 10, 15 minutes walking distance. So I used to just walk down there with a stack full of games that I done beat, ask them what it's worth, and then go from there. Like, this is the times when you can get a GameCube for like $100 and it'd be brand new. Like, good times, for real. Uh... But if I wasn't trading games in, I would have been just sitting around a room full of games. Like it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, I had the Game Boy, the PlayStation Two, the GameCube, the Xbox, PS Two, Xbox One, Three Hundred and Sixty. I done had damn near every system almost. Like I fell off on the Playstations when they got to the PS Three. Uh, I switched over to the Xbox 360 after the Xbox, even though I had one of those two. I even had a Wii for a little while, but that's as far as I got into the Wii systems. Because, obviously, Nintendo had the N64, the GameCube, the Game Boys, had all those PSPs. Again, I, I fucking love games. I don't even know how much more I can stress how much I love games. Like Now... My love for games back then wasn't a part of me realizing that that's what I wanted to do in life. That was just literally me being a kid enjoying a form of media. Like, But as I got older, I did see how no matter when the times change, people are still looking for entertainment. And video games are one of the greatest types of entertainment that you could get. Uh, not only that, but if you think about it, a video game is art in motion so what better way to have a story and to display off art than to put in a video game that has life and i feel like once i had thought about that i was like i want to create a video game and the closest i've come to creating a video game right now would probably been a uh what do we call it it was uh technically it was a game for Xbox One called Project Spark. Now Project Spark was like uh I can't really explain it, like a sand lot or sandbox, I don't remember, I can't really think of the right term. But basically I had a whole open world map that I could create the terrain, make it day, night, rain, shine, sleep, snow, whatever I could think of. And uh you literally had to go inside of different characters' brains in order to get them commands. So what I mean is, say they had a template character called Player, which was just a 3D character that you put into your world and you don't touch them. You put them in the world. Now, when you go into the world, you can go into that character's brain and look at his codes. Now... The coding on there was a lot simpler than what actual coding is. 
it was meant to make it simple on purpose that way that almost anybody could pick it up and begin to create their own game or their own characters or whatever they might want to do at that point but um before you could do that they had to give you a tutorial on how to actually do the stuff again it was coding so it was almost like a quick class to be like all right there's a couple of simple things that you can do with the different codes have fun and after that introduction you literally just left to your own devices like you could download other people's games and play theirs you could publish your own game once it was finished i never got that far but um i did get to a point to where i had like hmm, seven or eight characters i call them uh, not call them but i created like seven or eight characters all with their own brain all with their own outfits and weapons and they had their own everything like each character was so different than the other one that when I let my friends come over to play I had to tell them like look this character could do this 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 and this and this character could do this this and this and uh, even at that point I was still learning how to do the stuff like I was able to at least be able to create my own character brain for a template for what I wanted my other characters to be so like I created a brain that would be like press A to jump X is to punch B is to shoot Y is to interact and I'd put all that inside his brain or her brain or the world whatever item that I was focusing on at that moment I was able to go into there basically and play with the specs to whatever I wanted it to be and I, it was a lot of times where I had to learn basically how to decipher another character's brain in order to help my character's brain develop even more. So I'd go into a character that the game already had for me and I'd see what they did in order to have their character move a certain way or do a certain action. And I'd look at my brain and see what I was doing or trying to do and see why it wasn't working or what I needed to fix in order to make it do what I wanted it to do. Um, I had to watch YouTube. I had to download other people's games. And when I downloaded other people's games, I was able to go into their characters' brains and read what they was having their characters do. Like, it was so detailed to the point of you could give a cape a brain and it could be something as simple as wave when I walk. Like something that simple would seem so complicated in that term of coding. But the way that this system had arranged it, they literally had it like buttons with pictures to show you like this is the walk command button. This is the forward command button. So they tried their best to simplify it, but it still got to the point where I was taking notes in a different notebook, watching YouTube videos on stuff that I didn't even think was possible to do that people were doing like I'm really upset because uh, last time I tried to get on it it was taken down and it was free for a while I found out about it that Walmart actually uh, one day I was looking at Walmart and seeing it and I looked it up on my phone before I bought it because it was like create your own game so I'm like let me see how much of the game I actually get to create so by looking up on Google and 
going through a couple of reviews, I found that it was literally create the game from scratch if you wanted to. But the catch was, even though I was standing in Walmart looking at it for $20, it was already on Microsoft for free. So all I did was go home and download it for free. And that's how I got sucked into that world of Project Spark. Um, like I was saying, it was different characters that was already preloaded with stuff in their brains, like attack if the enemy gets so close with little goblins, or if you eat this apple, you gain a point. But the stuff was so complicated that even having the a counter in the corner of your screen for each apple that you collected was like 30 steps. It was, oh, oh my goodness, thinking about it is kind of overwhelming right now. But if I can get into the real code and I already know that I should expect at least at least what I was doing, but definitely more. Like, whew, I'm going to do it, so I know I'm going to have to get ready for it. And again, it's just going to be more on my plate and give me even something more to look forward to and to produce for anybody who continues to follow me. Mm-hmm. Just going through my notes real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did uh, almost have one completed game. Like I said, uh, I had my friends come over and they'd play with some of my characters. And, uh, I had two maps. One map, it was a huge forest, and we had to travel all the way across the forest into like a big ditch full of enemies. I mean, like I literally just copied and pasted like probably like thirty enemies in this area. Put like four bosses and gave them special things like they absorb every third attack or. I give them a special combo command that couldn't be blocked depending on what part of the combo it was. And then I had another one, which was the first one I was trying out. And that one was a smaller map, but it was a desert. And I had created it to the point where I had like three different set, three different fights set up. So the first one, as you was walking through the canyon, I had one of my characters jump out the sky after you got within a certain range of the rocks and he'd start fighting you. After you got past him, you go a little further. It was two more characters to fight. One was a, a heavy attacker with a high defense and he was working with a, a range character who had a pistol and was shooting like energy beams at us. It was fun, but it was fun as also. So. Um, and then, like, after that, I had another character that was, like, off the screen, and sometimes I even forgot that he was in there, but if you wander into his little area, he was invisible, and he'd re- appear in front of you, and then he'd start fighting you, too. The visible part was just, like, a part of that actual character's preload. I just put him in the world to fight. Now, the characters that we was running with was characters that I created, and... That's why, I, even though it was like two incompleted games, we still had fun playing it. Um, let's see what we have. So, uh, 
when I was doing the game, uh, the tutorial taught you how to basically create a switch inside the character's head. So when you created the switch, it would be like after you completed something, the switch activates and it gives you a whole new menu or access to another part of the brain. So the way that they did it was they had you create your original character and then they taught you how to create this key basically to unlock another part of the brain with a simple press of a button or a, a certain command. So what I did was I was able to just push the right trigger on my Xbox controller and it'll turn my guy from Antoine to Super Antoine. Like, uh, I went from him being, excuse me, on foot with a weapon to being able to fly, increase speed. His jump was like three times as high. His attacks, I, uh, I ended up making like two additional attacks once he was in super mode. But even with super mode, I was able to hit our, uh, the right trigger again and cut the super mode off. And he'd just go back to the regular Antoine. Like, it was real fun. Uh, again, kind of sorry that I can't get back into it right now. Uh, one of the first games I could think of that allowed me that kind of freedom to basically create a character in a game that literally was affected by my decisions would have been like, it was on PlayStation 2. It was called Magic Pendul. Maybe Pendul, but I've been saying Pendul forever, like. Uh, P-E-N-G-E-L Magic Pendul It was like art meet Pokemon Where You had a paintbrush and you literally painted A monster And the monsters would come to life Now the further into the game you got The more like accessories Weapons, arms, feet Ears Different small things like that you unlock And you can put more color into your Characters as they grew and basically, however much color you could use on them was the equivalent of how strong they were. Uh, and if you and your friend had a memory card, y'all could save your own monsters and then fight each other's monsters, trade each other's monsters, let somebody borrow a monster to beat a board or a, a boss or whatever the case might be. Uh, most of the time, it was me and my little brothers playing. And I had so many, so many monsters on my roster. It was, it was hilarious. Like, I probably had, like, ten characters, and my little brother maybe had five. Like, I used to love that game. Uh, actually, if I could find me a PS2, which isn't really hard, I just really haven't been trying, but when I do get another PS2, Magic Pendulum will be a game that I'd be ordering, because I know I'm not going to find that in the store anywhere. Um, like I was saying, though, I like that game because it allowed me to create my own monster. Like I said, at that time, it was like Pokemon was a big thing for me. And I basically was creating my own Pokemon and fighting with them in this game. Uh, depending on what colors you use and what accessories would determine what type of attacks it would have. Like a lot of yellow would mean you'd probably end up with a defensive character. A lot of red and would be an attack type. A lot of blue would be magic. Uh, if you add a weapon, they might get an attack like smash. Uh, 
if you add a horn, it might be something like horn attack. Like everything did make a little difference based off of what you put on the character. Now, for the PlayStation 2, oh my god, there's so many games on the PS2 I could play like for the rest of my life and not get upset. And another one of those is Def Jam Fight for New York. Oh my goodness. Now, when I first got this game, we was geeking so hard. First of all, Dev Jam, Fight for New York, and Dev Jam Vendetta. Both are video games where you're fighting with real live rap artists. So, uh, Vendetta, they had like Ghostface Killer, House. Uh, I didn't really play much of that one, but on Dev Jam Fight for New York, they had so many characters Snoop Dogg, Method Man, Red Man, Ludacris. Uh, Buster Rhymes, uh, Omar Epps, like, oh my goodness, it was just so many characters, and that game was so live. It was so live that when we first bought it, I accidentally beat the story mode in, like, eight hours because I was geeking. Like, I say I was geeking because, like, once I cut the game on, I did not leave. Everybody was talking about, let's play two players. No, I'm not playing two players. I want to see what the story about, like, and then it was over, and I was a little bit salty, like, damn, this... It's, it's really over. I, I just sat here and, and beat that old game. Like, I just bought this. What am I supposed to do now? Make another character. Yep. And then I just went through the story again. But after that point, I started letting other people play so they can get used to it. So I wasn't just beating them because at that point, I had the most experience in that game. But, oh, my God. So many times, so many people, so many PlayStations I've had. And every time I got another one, I've bought that game at least once. Like, I, I mean, it's probably the most replayed game I've played. Magic Pendulum. I want to say it's in second, but I probably only bought that game one other time than the original. But Def Jam is just, oh my goodness, I've literally probably bought that game seven times. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably about seven times or more. Is is bad. At least it gets cheaper every time. That's a plus. Um, like I said, when I get that PlayStation Two back, Magic Pendulum and Dev Jam Fire for New York are gonna be the two things that I make sure I get first before anything else. Uh, now, based off all the games I've played in my life, I feel like the game that. I would want to create would be a big open world that you can explore, interact with different characters, different events. Uh, like, I want you to get bored and be able to just go on an adventure. Just like if it was in the story, like, you'll probably have a home base, and from there you leave and go on your adventures. And one is so open that I won't even know how many adventures it is like I just want you to be able to go outside and have somebody walk up to you hey I need help we getting jumped and you could decide to help them or not like uh it gotta have some type of mini games in it I fucking love mini games like Mario Party oh goodness uh so many Mario Parties I've played a lot of mini games uh What's another game called? Fusion Frenzy on Xbox. That's like a party house game. 
just a whole bunch of mini games. Uh, now, if I put the mini games into a world that I create, it would be objectives that you can achieve through the mini games. So, if it's like an archery mini game or a shooting mini game, at the end of that game, your accuracy will go up depending on how well you did. Now, I might have to make a cutoff to where you can only play the game so many times a day or else somebody would just max out playing the game and then the rest of the game would be kind of boring to them. So I'm just trying to figure out, based off of all the stuff that I enjoy in the game, what others might enjoy. And a replayability is very high on my list. So... I mean, if they don't have to replay it and it could continue to go on, for example, Grand Theft Auto V, that game has been out since probably like, I don't know, 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. And it's about to be 2019 and we still getting updates for it. Like, That's what I want my game to be. You don't need to start over. We'll just keep updating it, keep adding more stuff, more content. It don't even need to be paid for because if you continue to play the game, then you're doing me a favor right there. That means that you're still enjoying what I'm putting out. Uh, obviously, once you beat the game, I would like to have some after credit adventures, basically. So usually every story game has its main story and then it has its side stories. Now, the side stories, depending on how creative the company is the side stories could end up being its own main story in itself and sometimes side stories could just be that just sad stories like something you could just run into do once and that's the end of that you probably get some extra gold or a free item that you could have bought at the store but nothing spectacular like but i want my side quest to be spectacular if you do these side missions you're gonna be like damn maybe i will pick up the next side quest because sometimes it's just like yeah, the side quest is nice, but it's not really worth it. Like, what am I getting? Why do all this extra stuff when all I'm getting is something I could have bought when I started the game? You know what I mean? So, right now, I play a lot of games, but my time has been more so in work and trying to get this book started. So I've cut back a little bit on it, but it's still up there in addiction. <laughs> uh, I think right now, number one is fighting games. Uh, like I said, Super Nintendo days, Mortal Kombat, we used to play that so much. We used to do the cheat for one button fatalities. Uh, I wasn't the best. It was usually me and like two other friends, and they used to play it way more than me. So they used to get me all the time, but now me and fighting games, we got a whole different relationship. Like I probably, I don't even want to count right now, but I have plenty of fighting games right now. Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. Like it's crazy. It's so bad that I categorize fighting games in categories of how I think that they play based off of older games I've played. Like, a, a lot of games, I feel like, are based off of the Street Fighter setup. Down, forward, and the button. 
That's just special. I don't care what you're talking about. That's Street Fighter to me. Now, Tekken, it's not usually a lot of specials. It's more combinations. So, you know, you might get a long stream of like XXYX forward X, like something crazy like that. But and then you got Mortal Kombat. It's like in between both of those. Like you got your down forward specials, but at the same time, you got your combo inputs that make the game just like, oh, I love this. <laughs> and for sure, whatever game I have, there's going to be some fighting in it. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, if I had a game that had like a mini game that was a fighting game, I think that would be live too. Uh, I do like racing games also. You know, Mario Karts, Forza. I'm not that big into them, but I definitely will play them. Especially like Mario Kart. Now, Forza, I ain't even gonna lie. All the tuning and all that stuff, like, I, I can't do it. It's too much. I usually just drive stock and then upgrade the car. And if it ain't fast enough, I just get the next one. Like, I got some friends that could tune it stuff like they was tuning it in a garage themselves. And their cars fly through the game. But that's not me. I just enjoy the game. I'm not that deep into the mechanics of the actual cars like Forza allows you to. The adventures, adventure games, man, those go in hand with the fighting games. Like, they up there. Probably only like fighting games a little bit more because they don't last as long as an adventure game. And you can get a lot of games in the fighting games with competitive play. Now, the adventure games, those are the ones you get to sit at home, enjoy, sit back, relax, you know. Zelda and, uh, like, what did I write down? Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. First off, Zelda is lovely. I love Zelda. If you haven't heard of Zelda, you should look it up. Now, listen. Zelda is the princess. She is the elf that's wearing pink. Link is the guy wearing green, who's also elf. Again. The game is called Zelda, but that is the name of the princess. The person you are controlling is Link. I've been on a lot of adventures with Link. Some I couldn't finish, like Majora's Mask. I just, I couldn't get past that stuff. I can get like, I want to say two of the great mask, but you needed four to save the world or something like that. I let my uh, these boys borrow it at a daycare. I mean, not a daycare, but a summer program I was at. And they literally brought it back to me the next day, completed with all the items. So I was just like, yep, I'm done on that. I did go back to Zelda later, though. And then I finally was able to finally start beating the Zelda games. But at first it was just, I was getting lost in caves, getting frustrated. And at that time, I wasn't, there wasn't really internet to go look stuff up. Yeah, I'm kind of showing my age a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh, now, the last kind of game that I kind of like are the first-person shooters. So, at first, I used to not like first-person shooters at all. Like, that was on the bottom of my bucket list to play. I mean, kind of still is. When I think about adventure and fighting game. But I guess technically it's above puzzle games. 
Mm-hmm. But at first, when it was first-person shooter, the only thing you would catch me playing was on a Nintendo 64 was a uh, Golden Eye or Perfect Dark Zero. Like those are only two shooters I'd play for a long time. Like even on PlayStation, PS2, Xbox. You might catch me playing Resident Evil, but I wasn't even that big into the horror games, so I wasn't even playing Resident Evil that much. But once I got to, let's see, once I was working at my first restaurant, I didn't have a system. Uh, one of the guys there had told me that they played on Xbox and most of the kitchen was on Xbox. And that they'd all leave after work sometimes and play on live together. So I was like, that sounds nice. And I was like, what games y'all play on live? And he was like, oh, we all play Call of Duty. So that's not Perfect Dark, nor is it GoldenEye. So I was like, oh, never mind. I guess I'm going to just keep no system because I'm not good at first-person shooters no more. And he was like, I don't want to hear that. Go buy one, and I'm going to teach you online how to play. I'm like, how are you going to teach me online? how to play a game when you need to be there in person to show me what to do and where to go. Long story short, this dude ran me through so many different scenarios. Uh, we played so much online that now I fucking actually do love first-person shooters. Again, like Titanfall 2, again, it's lovely. You get a big robot you can jump in and out of and control while you also got your pilot who's running around, so it's like Call of Duty mixed with Transformers, almost. Um, yeah, he started off teaching me on Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I want to say 2, and by the time Black Ops had came out, I had became a decent player. But when Modern Warfare 3 was out, I had entered into a tournament for Kill Confirmed and came in like the top 10 percentile. Now, top 10 percentile was like the first 100 or so people, but I was still in that first group. So I felt kind of proud of myself considering I didn't play first person shooters. And now I was getting a badge for getting top 10 in an event that I just entered on a humble. Uh, so... Like I said, video games are a big part of my life, and I'm going to continue to play them and also eventually have one. Maybe one day I'll do reviews, or maybe I'll give out recommendations on what games I think people should play, or what games I think are worth playing based off of what I've played. Uh, I haven't forgotten. Like I said, uh, it's already been a week. I got another week before I have to give y'all these characters that I promised y'all. And like I said, these characters aren't already written on a piece of paper somewhere for me just waiting to give it to y'all. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Like they ain't even created yet. And that's kind of how I wanted it. Because by doing that, I'm holding myself to the standard of saying that, hey, you got to get this done by this time because you already told them that's what you're going to do. And that's as simple as it is. No ifs and buts about it. So I'm already a week down. 
got another week. And then I get to present to y'all what I've been working on. Like I said, I'm going to give y'all five characters. And there's going to be five characters that I don't know right now. Actually, I got one for you guys, but he's still working in progress. Actually, the person that had me stuck on my roadblock. But anyway, just like always, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I appreciate every time that y'all tune in and listen to me speak. Uh, I hope that you're having a wonderful, productive day. And I hope that you continue to keep your grind up, keep working hard, and keep pushing, and be safe. All right, y'all. That's it for today. I'll talk to y'all.